like all criminal defendants, Donald Trump might have had the right to remain silent, but he sure doesn't have the intelligence to do so, folks. The malignant, narcissistic, sociopathic, small brain, dopey cult leader Donnie couldn't resist an interview on Fox with Brett Baer. And let's just call it what it was, a MAGA red bloodbath, folks. And Brett Baer completely exposed Donald Trump, fact-checked him, and got Trump to confess to multiple crimes, like over and over again. This interview aired just moments before we went live. But guess what? We have all the highlights ready for you. Special counsel Jack Smith and his team were certainly watching that interview, which will no doubt be evidence in their case against Donald Trump. This comes as Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt, who is presiding with federal judge Eileen Cannon over Jack Smith's criminal case against Donald Trump in federal court in the Southern District of Florida, granted special counsel Jack Smith's motion for a protective order. Over the past few days, it seems that every former Trump advisor is giving an interview with some national media outlet. It's like what the cool kids are all doing, calling out <laughs> Donald Trump for his criminal conduct that's outlined in special counsel Jack Smith's indictment. And in the case of some of these former advisors like they seem to be saying, wait, 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 there's even more criminal conduct. Can we talk about it? <laughs> former Chief of Staff John Kelly, former Attorney General Bill Barr, former National Security Advisor John Bolton, former Vice President Mike Pence, former Chief of Staff for <laughs> Pence Mark Short, former Defense Secretary Mark Esper. And the list goes on and on, all calling out Donald Trump. He hired only the best people, right? Hired only the best people. Meanwhile, what is left of the Republican Party, the MAGA Republican cult crew of fascist losers. <laughs> like the alliteration is James amazing. This Homer and Gosar, <laughs> Gosar, uh, and others are well, Gosar, just a little weirdo. Once again, gave a series of bizarre and just so weird and very dangerous interviews and appearances. All this while President Biden secured major labor endorsements as America is experiencing the beginning of what's shaping up to be an unprecedented manufacturing boom thanks to the Infrastructure Act. Happy Juneteenth, everybody. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Brett and Jordy Micellis. Great to be here with all the Midas Mighty I love in the YouTube chat all of those Jack Smith emojis, so Midas good. Touch emojis all being thrown out there. And again, just for everybody who wants to know, how do you get these emojis if you watch this on YouTube? You have to become a member of the YouTube channel. There's the dollar sign button on the bottom of YouTube. You could also gift memberships to other people if you want other people to be able to use the Midas Touch badge and emojis that question gets asked. 
So I'll address it at the beginning. Brett and Jerry, I, I miss one episode and I come back and all of a sudden we have all these wild emojis. I love it. That's that's what happens, Jordy. And and you were very much missed in the last episode. And like the Midas Mighty, Jordy, when it's just a Brett and Ben episode, let me tell you, half the comments are hashtag free Jordy. Um, it's just, you know, no, no, nobody wants to see just me and Ben. So it, it's, I'm it's gonna good. say this. I'll correlate no. it. I got sick, Jordy, after the show and you weren't on it. Whoa. And then I got sick right after. So could your absence have triggered have, such pain that it actually? Oh, made definitely. Wow. Now, now I see the connections. But I, I gotta say, Ben, the <laughs> Midas Mighty, reading the comments and all your hot takes, I know they are incredibly worried about you. So uh, at the top of the show, I just want to ask you, how are you feeling? Yeah, Ben, um, how can you we feeling? get some updates? I want to make sure you're okay. The hardest working man uh, on YouTube, the hardest working man on po- in politics, Ben. How the you best doing? part is the Midas Mighty love. So thank you for everybody. For your heartfelt comments. I so appreciate it. Many of you realized I was getting sick before I even felt I noticed that. (laughs) They said, I think you're coming down with something. And then the next day I woke up super sick. Um, But I'm taking medication now. I'm feeling... Um, yeah, Ben's uh, not going to remember the show be at, at all tomorrow. Ben is drugged up. I'm <laughs> <laughs> it's significantly better today um, than I have been over over the weekend. But again, thank you to all the members of the Midas Mighty for all of your heartfelt words. I, I do and read all of those comments. Um, and so I, I appreciate it so much. And Ben, thank you to Brett Bear, uh, you know, the Brett with one T on Fox Ooh. News, not to be confused with the two T Bretts, you know, team, team two T over here. But Brett Bear completely upending um, our entire uh, plan for tonight's show with this interview with Donald Trump, this one on one. And guys, I, I have to say, I have to say, <laughs> Props to Brett Bear and fi- oh, it hurts! Well, it, no. hurt. well. it hurts! It hurts! It hurts! It hurts! No, Brett Bear, Jordan, you got to give the guy a little credit. Brett Bear conducted an absolutely incredible interview with Fox. Yes, and he actually showed how you're supposed to interview Donald Trump in a in a one on one setting. It is the complete antithesis, honestly, of what we saw with CNN's town hall, where there was minimal pushback and they filled a crowd and did a live show where you just had MAGA cultists screaming at the moderator and laughing. But this interview, I have to say, was one of the best interviews with Trump that I have seen uh, probably uh, since the interview with Jonathan Swan uh, during COVID uh, when he was wow. talking about, you remember when he held his yeah. feet to the fire? Mm-hmm. Um, really good. And I am very excited to break down these clips for the Midas Mighty and go through it. Jordan, I know you got a lot of clips and I think I stole your intro as well. So first, how you doing and, and what are your thoughts on the new news that just dropped? No, I'm doing well. It's great to be here. I always, always love show nights. My favorite nights of the week. The Brett Bear thing. The reason why I was moaning and, and groaning is because you're right. It's it's a it's a really strong interview. That's how diabolical Fox quote unquote news is. These anchors of theirs, especially Brett Bear, a really competent guy. Like actually knows what he's doing at all times. And so when they lean into the evilness, when they leave into the fascist, when they lean into the culture wars, it's just such a deranged approach to 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 delivering news and media. And when they finally want to actually act normal, they do get props for it because it is a good interview. And we'll show you the clips from it right now, making Donald Trump look like a dang fool on live TV. Well, 
You know, a lot of people were saying, why didn't special counsel Jack Smith ask for a gag order? Why didn't special counsel Jack Smith ask for restrictions? <laughs> because of this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I think this, I, I think after this interview, I think Donald Trump's lawyers are going to be begging for a gag order on their client. Has, has that ever <laughs> happened in the history? Please, please gag my client, please. <laughs> As I said, a criminal defendant has the right to remain silent. Almost certainly in a case like this, someone in Donald Trump's position would invoke their Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. It's not like a civil case where the government would even get to take his deposition, right? He's no obligation to he can invoke his fifth the whole time. But Donald Trump did one better than even giving the government a deposition. It was like, all right, here's what, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to confess and I'm going to do it in sound bites. So you could just take my sound bites and just go, boom, Donald Trump said this, exhibit A. Boom, Donald Trump said this, exhibit B. Boom, Donald Trump said this, exhibit C. And because it is a statement against a party opponent, it is an exception to the hearsay rule. So it just comes in. There isn't a hearsay objection. This just gets shown to the jury the way we're going to show it to you now. So I will pretend to be special counsel Jack Smith. I may need to get a little buffer in order to do that. You got to grow, grow out the goatee. <laughs> I claim to be special counsel Jack Smith. And so let's call it as though we're the prosecutors. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, may I present to you Exhibit A, where Donald Trump says even the New York Times said the National Archives should have begged him for the documents back. Exhibit A, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, play the clip. The only way Nara could ever get this stuff this back would be please, 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 could we have it back? And they please, asked for that. Because they have no, we they were did talking. Ask for it. No, and they said, I gave can you give some, the documents back? And we were talking. And then they said they went to DOJ to subpoena you to get them Which back. they've never done before. Right. And in but all why fairness, not just hand them over then? Because I had boxes. I want to go through the boxes and get all my personal things out. I don't want to hand that over to Nara yet. And I was very busy, as you've sort of seen. Yeah, but I've according very, to the indictment, busy. you then tell this aide to move to other locations after telling your lawyers to say you'd fully complied with the subpoena when you hadn't. But before I send boxes over, I have to take all of my things out. These boxes were interspersed with all sorts of things. You just heard criminal defendant Donald Trump just state is a confession. But if you're not convinced, may I show you Exhibit B, where Donald Trump says that he has every right to keep these classified records, thus admitting to his theft. I have every right to have those boxes. This is purely a Presidential Records Act. This is not a criminal thing. You've heard testimony from his former attorney general, Bill Barr, who just contradicted what Donald Trump said. And so what does Donald Trump say about his own former attorney general who actually states the law correctly? Let's play exhibit C. And by the way, when Bill Barr, who's, you know, a coward, Bill Barr was a coward. Bill Barr didn't do what he was supposed to do. I fired him and he has great hatred. And that's okay because some people do. He and some people resigned. love me very much. He didn't resign. I, w I asked him, give me a letter immediately because he didn't have the courage to go after so many different things. And you and I have discussed that before, but he was a coward. And he obviously doesn't like me too much. And there are a lot of people that don't. And there are a lot of people that feel just the opposite. Now, his former attorney general, who he hired, who says that he violated the law. Now, the former attorney general, he's a coward. He's a coward. And then let's Bill see Barr what Donald did Trump so much. 
<laughs> Bill Barr did so much to protect this guy from criminality for years. And this is how Donald Trump repays him. And Donald, there's, there's a tweet, which I don't have right here, but there's even a tweet where Donald Trump acknowledges that Bill Barr did resign uh, at the end of the term. Bill Barr saved Donald Trump from the Mueller report. Bill Barr helped go after Donald Trump's political enemies. And Donald Trump, like everybody who enters his orbit, threw him right under the bus here the second that it became convenient. Ridiculous. <laughs> That's the thing, you know, with that whole FD 1023 form issue, right? So Bill Barr was trying to actually do all the cover-ups he could for Donald Trump. So when he saw these stupid FD 1023 forms that Giuliani was trying to launder through some Russian oligarch, Bill Barr's like, guys, this is idiotic. I'm tr it's already idiotic what you're trying to have me do. But you see this FD 1023 form is going to screw up all the stuff I'm trying to do for you with Hunter because it's nonsense. It's from a Russian oligarch connected with Putin. So Bill Barr is, Jordy, like to your point, talking about diabolical. Bill Barr yeah. was trying to come up with every plan to cover up all of Donald Trump's crimes. And after doing the work for Donald Trump, undercutting Mueller, Think about how Machiavellian and mm. disgusting and frankly, Bill criminality that Bill Barr engaged in for Donald Trump. And now they treat him in Republican world. They act like Bill Barr is uh, is a Marxist. <laughs> they go, Bill Barr, the Marxist. Anyway, let's go to. OK, so what does Donald Trump say when confronted about uh, his theft of records? It's uh, but but President Biden did it. But. President Biden did it. Let's show you Exhibit D, though, what Brett Baer says about President Biden. Play this clip. Other presidents, when they leave, they take the papers. They have thousands and thousands. Obama had it. Nixon had it. Carter had Their it. The Bushes is that had these it. are super sensitive national security oh, documents. I'm sure, I'm sure, All right, so here's, I'm sure you'll see is, real super sensitive that Biden has. Because Biden has far more than anybody's ever kept. And he turned them over when asked. No, he but, didn't. But he that's, still that's hasn't he given the 1,850 boxes that stored at the University of Delaware. In fact, they're fighting them in court, right. and they're fighting them. And but he the opened boxes, up for them to look at. Excuse me. Let's show you Exhibit E. You've heard, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, Donald Trump on an audio recording from July of 2021 bragging that he's got Iranian military plans or plans for the United States to attack Iran um, and, and other milit sensitive military operations. And Trump was showing it to like random dudes, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. I don't know if Jack Smith's going to say random dudes, but Donald Trump, <laughs> Donald Trump showing it to this, these random ghost writers for Mark Meadows and saying, doesn't this make me cooler than Chairman Mark Milio, <laughs> Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley? Aren't I the winner here? And just showing random people our most sensitive documents. Well, Donald Trump was asked about the audio recording. Let's play Exhibit E. Trump talking about the recording of him. Play this clip. I don't want to dwell on it, but according to the indictment, you were here at Bedminster on July 21st, 2021, after you're no longer president, and you were recorded saying that you had a document detailing a plan of attack on another country that was prepared by the U.S. military for you when you were president, the Iran attack plan. You remember that? 
Ready? You were recording. It wasn't a document. Okay. I had lots of paper. I had copies of newspaper articles. I had copies of magazines. I know. This I is specifically a quote. You're quoted and, on the know, recording and, saying the document was secret, adding that you could have declassified it while you were president, but, quote, now I can't. You know this is still secret, highly confidential. And the indictment cites the recording and the testimony from people in the room saying you showed it to people there that day. So you say on this on tape. It says just the opposite. That you can't and, declassify. And so why have it? What I said, when I said that I couldn't declassify it now, that's because I wasn't president. I, I never made any bones about that. When I'm not president, I can't declassify and that. That's what you said. You didn't I said declassify that. it. I said, no, no. I said I couldn't declassify could it. That wasn't a document. It. Brett, there was no document. That was a massive amount of papers and everything else talking about Iran and other things. And it may have been held up or may not, but that was not a document. I didn't have a document per se. There was nothing to declassify. These were newspaper stories, magazine stories, and articles. I'm just saying what the indictment says. Well, they, the recording people, and the look, people in the room who these testified. These people are very dishonest people. They're thugs. They're thugs. If you look at what they've done to other people, what they've done to, and overturned in the U.S. Supreme Court, these are thugs. The suggestion was people. that you wanted this as evidence that the military, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, General Milley, had preemptively sent you plans for a possible attack on Iran and that you didn't order that to happen. That's the suggestion. I never ordered it to happen, no. But no. that's why you wanted the document. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a document from Milley. Milley, frankly, was incompetent. The last one I'd want to attack with as my leader would be Milley. They were dumps. I just showed them dumps of paper. I just held them. So were they the classified documents? They may have been held up they may not have been held up yeah uh, mark milley's a horrible person brett you don't get it I, I have the power to declassify they weren't classified they were classified brett i i'm just saying words right now okay i'm just basically saying words and i'm breaking my jack smith character there to do my trump impression which is quite a bad one by the way but now let me break all characters <laughs> was, and was that an impression let me go back to just us three for a second brett yeah. bear did a really good interview i have more clips yeah to show. man He's fact checking. That's why when CNN wanted to do that so-called town hall, they actually could have done it in a way that would have proved that they got it. They could have done it, frankly, like Brett Baer on Fox just did it. And, and they utterly failed in that. No, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. And if, if Donald Trump is unable to handle an interview from Brett Baer, just imagine um, if he was actually to be questioned by somebody like Jack Smith, like he would completely fold and buckle under that pressure. And I'm sorry, your argument to things cannot be, no, it isn't. No, I didn't. Like that's, that's, uh, that's actually not an argument that you could use in court. And it goes along with what we've been saying for so long on this show that Donald Trump could post as many crazy statements as he wants. He can make whatever deranged statements he wants on Newsmax or on Fox, you know, and with other people who don't push back. But when it comes to the actual facts of the case, that right there shows that it was one of the most incriminating statements that I've heard Donald Trump make thus far. It almost feels like Donald Trump could be convicted based on this interview alone, not even just the interview, based on that <laughs> clip alone, I think Donald Trump could be convicted in the court of law. I mean, if you're Donald Trump's attorneys right now, you are the ones probably throwing ketchup at the wall in Mar-a-Lago, not Donald <laughs> Trump tonight. Could you imagine 
Like this is the most, this is nightmare scenario if you are a defense attorney. This is exactly why you do not want your client to speak. This is the last thing that you want to see your client doing. I'm sure our, our, our viewers often will see people when they're interviewed and they're in kind of sensitive situations, when they're in ongoing lit litigation, oftentimes a person will appear on an interview with their lawyer right beside them and their lawyer might chime in and go over to them. You know, he can't answer that. You don't answer that or the lawyer might answer for them. This is exactly why. I cannot emphasize enough how devastating each one of these clips are for Donald Trump's chances. Wow. And by the way, absolutely. And Brett Baer honestly did a fit, like a really good job. He He's a good reporter when he wants to be and actually ask the right questions. And let's not, let's not play this game where we, this is intentional. Fox did this interview intentionally. I think there's a certain mantra that most people just live by where it's like, don't mess with my family and don't mess with my money. And Fox blames Trump for the Dominion settlement for that lawsuit. There's some deep rooted issues with that. And there's no, make no mistake about it. The reason why Brett Baer is doing that interview and not a Sean Hannity is because they know that Brett Baer is actually going to ask the questions and get to the heart of real journalism, at least as far as Fox standards go. And so make no mistake, Fox is in a very weird position right now where they actually don't know who they want to back for a presidential candidate and actually hype up because they tried DeSantis out and he flopped miserably. The guy has more chemistry or charisma than, than a can of paint, as we always say on the show, right, Ben? <laughs> and, then, and then you have Trump go on and on like this deranged lunatic that he is. And so all they're doing now is playing the ratings game. And for them, that ratings game actually takes effect of, of decent journalism by trying to get Trump to come on the network and grill him and get his answers on these very sensitive questions. Those clips that we just showed are not even the worst clips from the interview. <laughs> Those clips were the appetizer. We're going to show you the main meal. Oh, the entree is coming up, folks. far <laughs> worse than that. We will show you additional clips when we come back from this quick break. Now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Mosh. As the years progress, it's so important to stay on top of your mental health and fitness. Frankly, life gets busy, and sometimes you end up sacrificing good foods and snacks for unhealthy ones strictly because they may seem more convenient. Now, whether at the gym, on the go, or between meals with the fam, Mosh Protein Bars are the smart snack to keep your brain and body fit-fueled and feeling good. With six delicious flavors, each Mosh bar comes packed with 12 grams of protein and made with ingredients that support brain health like ashwagandha, lion's mane, collagen, and omega-3s. At 160 calories and only one gram of sugar, Mosh protein bars are the guilt-free snack your brain and body will crave. Your brain, it's your number one tool, which is why Mosh protein bars were mindfully formulated by some of the world's top neuroscientists and functional nutritionists. Founded by Patrick Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver, Mosh is a mission-driven brain health and wellness company that donates a portion of all proceeds to support women's brain research through the Women's Alzheimer's Movement at Cleveland Clinic. I absolutely love Mosh protein bars. They're delicious. They're savory. They're the perfect smart snack to keep your brain and body fit-fueled and feeling good. We're constantly doing different videos or podcasts here or just a bunch of different tasks. So I'm able to enjoy Mosh Protein Bars easily and enjoyably throughout the day whenever I need it. Don't settle with a mediocre snack when you can nourish your body and mind with the fuel it needs to succeed. 
So whether you're at the gym, on the go, or just living your best life, Mosh Protein Bars will keep your brain and body fit-fueled and feeling good. Head to moshlife.com slash Midas to save 20% off plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack. That's 20% off plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack, which includes all six mouth-watering flavors. M-O-S-H-L-I-F-E dot com slash Midas. If you have a family like I do, you know how much your loved ones depend on you. In a worst case scenario, you wouldn't want them to worry about money. Policy Genius was built to modernize the life insurance industry. Their technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest prices. Now with Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $25 per month for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer coverage in as little as a week and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed award-winning agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. They work for you, not the insurance companies. That means they don't have an incentive to recommend one of their insurers over another so you can trust their guidance. Policy Genius is for parents, caregivers, and anyone else who has people who depend on them. They simplify the process of getting life insurance so you can protect the people you love. There are no added fees and your personal details are private. No wonder they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. Your loved ones deserved a financial safety net. You deserve a smarter way to find and buy it. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Jordy, we are back live here. We got a very special ad read coming up later, deep tease. I know you love when I tease ad reads for later in the show, but a very special one. We are back live. I know which one it is. Back live here on the Midas Touch podcast. And I can officially say, as we're streaming live on YouTube, the number one news broadcast in the world on YouTube. Thank you to the Midas Touch community for helping with that. Oh, and Jordy, you're going to thank me for doing this one. Jordy gets mad if I don't do it. We have the convict or convict 45 pins at store.midastouch.com. Store.midastouch.com before we run out of our convict or convict 45 pins. And for everybody seeing the Jack Smith emojis and all the great emojis, if you become a member of the YouTube, which is different than Patreon, you click the dollar sign at the bottom of the YouTube chat. If you're already a member, you can buy other people membership. That opens up the library of emojis. And I see the comments. People want Ben, Brett, Jordy, Popak, Karen Friedman, Agnifilo, Texas Paul. They emo- want more. They want more. We don't have that yet. We just <laughs> have Jack Smith and some other cool ones, but we will make those emojis once we figure out how to do that. All right. Back to me playing my role of special counsel, Jack Smith. I think we're on exhibit F. If I'm doubling exhibits, it's okay. This is not a real trial. And we're just showing you the, the <laughs> we're just showing you the interview clips uh, that Donald Trump just gave in the interview with, uh, with who is it? Brett Baer. Um, I'm going to show you in a little bit. Britt Hume's response to the interview, which is just equally uh, hilarious. But Kicking a man while he's down. 
What'd you say? Brit, uh, Brit Hume kicking a man while he's down. Just add an insult, Brit adding insult to injury. Just wait, just you wait for that. But yeah, and, and for those who have just joined us, these this interview just happened right before we went live and we tore were watching it. And our, yeah, tore up the outline, page one rewrite, and our jaws were absolutely on the floor watching this. And Ben, you served up a nice spicy appetizer. Mozzarella sticks. Oh, wow. I love that's, that's a, a good one. A plus yeah, appetizer. Top notch appetizer. Yeah. Marinara, Marinara sauce. Top three. Well, you know, Ben, bring us, uh, bring us the A five wagyu. I guess bring us the bring us the nice entree. Okay. Well, you know, I have vegan entrees. I've got. Uh, we got of some course. entrees for meat. Don't worry, I got everybody can get an entree here. <laughs> I want to let all the Midas Mighty know that. But here in Exhibit F, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, Donald Trump says that what really could have happened here is a conspiracy. The DOJ could be stuffing the boxes. Play this clip. Fought in the courts. It's already been fought. All right. There's a decision strongly that you can keep. But I wouldn't have kept, but they raided my house. They came in and raided. We were discussing, having very good discussions with NARA, a radical left group, by the way, and all of a sudden my house got raided. Do you know if you still have any highly sensitive government documents? No, I, I don't have anything, no. Okay. They, but what I'm concerned about, they took everything, right? I don't know what they took. They could be stuffing it. I don't know what they put in there. And we wanted to be there when the they were taking it. The sniffing is just unbelievable. Anybody the in the sniffing. room. They've never treated a president like this. And that's fair for you to point out. I guess what this points to is this recording where you said you could have declassified it when you were president. You didn't. No, no. So I it's could still have when I was president, but there's no document there. Those were newspaper articles. Okay. They were copies of articles and magazines. There was no document there. And I couldn't have done it after I was out when he's very nervous, which he always gets very nervous. Like he gets nervous a lot and then he sniffles and then he just says things that aren't even, that make no sense. He goes, the decision strongly you could keep, that you could keep the strongly the decision. Trump would be a really sudden, bad poker player, right? Cause he know he'd have a bad hand. So how's your hand? It's really good. Really good pocket aces. By the way, sh shout out to shout out to the audio listeners only who are just getting a bunch of sniffs right now in their ears. Oh, brutal! <laughs> Absolutely brutal. It just became ASMR, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. And he ASMR. keeps talking about this ridiculous. It's just, this 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 is what I think he's referring to the the Clinton socks case where he listens to the <laughs> advice of this guy Tom Fitton who can't even fit into his shirts. He's not a lawyer. This guy he gets advice from this guy Tom Fitton who this is for those watching on YouTube. You should see him for those listening on audio. Watch on YouTube so you can see Tom Fitton who wears these like absurdly tight shirts. This dude is not a lawyer. He never went to law school. And this is just the low standards for the GOP. Because with Jim Jordan, who chairs the House Judiciary Committee, you can at least say, well, at least Jim Jordan went to law school. Like, yes, he never passed the bar exam. He's not a licensed lawyer. But at least with Jim Jordan, you can say he went to a law school that will allow him to at least pretend to be a licensed lawyer, even though he's not. This Tom Fitton guy never even attended one day in law school. And this Sox case, the stupid freaking Sox case that they talk about, Fitton lost the case in 2012. <laughs> the court looked at Fitton's stupid lawsuit and said, 
you're suing Bill Clinton? It's 2012. You're trying. <laughs> That's what the court said. The court was like, you can sue the National Archives in 2012 to compel Bill Clinton to turn over personal notes that Bill Clinton took in 1999 oh for his personal autobiography. And they call it the Sox case, they being MAGA, because apparently Donald, because uh, Bill Clinton kept the notes for his autobiography in a sock draw, they said. And the court was like, I don't have jurisdiction to hear this idiotic lawsuit. You can't sue the National Archives, Tom Fitton, and their personal notes for a personal autobiography. Same thing. If Donald Trump was actually writing, a personal autobiography, again, not stealing letters that he received um, while he was in office from like maniac, genocidal maniacs abroad, like Kim Jong-un. Donald Trump's book is Letters I Received, okay? He published <laughs> letters. But if Donald Trump wanted to write an autobiography and took personal notes under the Presidential Records Act, he would go to the National Archives right away. They wouldn't have to chase him down. And he would say, hey, I wrote this book. Okay, these are my personal notes about the book. And then if he forgot to do it, he could go back later and go, look, these are my personal notes. They're, it's not classified records. It's not like plans to attack foreign nations right. or nuclear codes. That's not what the Clinton case was about. And the court dismissed it for lack of jurisdiction. Anyway, I just always have to mention whenever you hear the Sox case, it was an idiotic, frivolous case brought by the guy who can't fit into his shirts intentionally. <laughs> I should say. Um, this is what Donald Trump says about former Vice President Pence. What am I on? Exhibit G? My on exhibit G, this is what Trump says about it. You might, have to, you might have to throw the letter system out at this point. Who no, knows? I, I actually, Ben's doing an incredible job sticking with the correct letters. I've been keeping track. He hasn't missed one. So here's Pence. Keep, keep going. Well, a, low, a very low standard, if I know my <laughs> Here's the Pence clip. Your Vice President Mike Pence, Pence says he's, quote, deeply troubled by what's in the indictment. And he says, quote, the indictment contains serious charges and I cannot defend what's alleged. Mike Pence had documents that were classified. And he turned them over. No, he didn't turn them over. He got caught. His lawyers found some documents and then he turned them over. Why did he have them? He shouldn't be saying that because he had classified documents. And immediately they said, oh, that's OK. And I suppose it's going to be OK with Biden, too, even though he has him in Chinatown, even though he has him in Delaware and probably a hundred times more than I have. So you're not worried about this case? Based on the law? Zero. Zero. Presidential Records Act plus the act plus the Clinton case, the Clinton case, which was won by Clinton as president because he took he took tapes of leaders in his socks. Uh, zero. Okay. Zero. And every good lawyer has said it. And you've seen that. Every good lawyer has said that. Obviously, there are others you know what the, who push back. And this was know. a weaponization of politics. This was a weaponization of the White House. This was a horrible thing. A candidate that's leading, I'm leading Biden by a lot. They go out and they weaponize. This you, is a horrible thing that was done. Well, let's talk about the politics. It's never been done. I'm just going to say what we're all thinking. The sniffing is out of control. Sniffing is out of control.
Yeah. Can someone get this guy a Claritin or something, please? I, I don't know. Can <laughs> you imagine though Trump at a poker table, like just sitting there, you know, with his cards, you know, everybody's like, you know, stoic and, and then you turn to him and he's like, <laughs> you know, so, so then the topic turned, the, the, the conversation turned to some other topics and, and Brett Baer did a, did a great job here as well. Um, I won't do the exhibits anymore because I don't think this would be an exhibit special counsel. Jack Smith would show the jury, Jordy. Okay, 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 okay. I, and just, I know, I know my alphabet. I know my. Alphabet. I, 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 honestly, we have no proof of that at this point. Where we, we, we know you know up to G. I believe. Show the jury exhibit H, even though there's no reason to show them. Show off, humble, humble brag. This is Donald Trump again lying about the 2020 election and claiming that he won, and Brett Baer saying you lost. What do you say to that female independent suburban voter who feels that way to win her back? First of all, I won in 2020 by a lot. Okay, you let's know, get that straight. I won in 2020. You know that. This, and if you look at all of the tapes, if you look at shows. everything that you want to look at, you take a look at Truth to Vote, where they have people stuffing the ballot boxes on tapes, or President, let's go to recent. Well, wait a minute. Let's go to recent. FBI Twitter. Let's go to recent. The 51 agents. All corrupt stuff, Brett. Understand about the all, Hunter Biden. Well, no, but that's cheating on the election. But Brett, that's cheating on the election. You lost the 2020 election. Uh, Brett, uh, you take a look at all of the stuff ballots. You take a look at all of the things, including things like the 51 intelligence there were, agents. There were recounts in all of the swing states. There was not significant right, widespread We're trying fraud. to get recounts, real recounts, not just numbers of votes Widespread cast. corruption. There was not a sense of that. There were lawsuits, more than 50 of them, by your lawyers, some in front of Brett, judges, judges that you appointed. Look at Wisconsin. That came out with Wisconsin no evidence. Is, Brett, Wisconsin has practically admitted it was rigged. Other states are doing the same right now, and it's continuing. There have been reviews it was a of every election. potential case of voter fraud in six battleground states, and they found fewer than 475 cases. You know why? Because they didn't effective. look at the right things. Okay, Brett. are you going they to were be counting? They were counting ballots, not the authenticity of the ballot. The ballots were fake ballots. You had this I was asked, a very rigged. Are election. you going to go? This is how you're going to tell that independent suburban no, woman no, voter. No, no. We're, to vote we're for off you. to winning an election, and I think we're winning very well. The end. So this is how you're going to tell the independent suburban woman. This is how you're going to win them over. That, that, that's what you're going to say. Trump is cooked here. Trump got cooked by Brett Baer. This is absolutely stunning to watch. Just draw on the floor. Once again, you can't, your response to facts in court, especially, cannot be, no, it's not. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I won. Like that, that, that just doesn't hold up. And luckily, Brett Baer here was prepared with the facts. It's like, dude, you have lost dozens and dozens and dozens of cases before many judges that you appointed. This stuff has been litigated in court. You lost every single time. There have been recounts over and over. There have been audits over and over. There have been so, I just had a tremendous waste of money and resources to make sure that this election had the highest integrity imaginable. And when they did the recounts, you actually lost more you by more when they did the recounts. That's what kept happening every single time. And Donald Trump's response, oh yeah, those are the fake ballots. The fake, no, those weren't real ballots, fake ballots. This guy is deranged. 
This guy is completely flailing. And Donald Trump has spent so much time in front of favorable audiences, in front of softball interviewers. And I think when he went into Fox, I don't think this is what he expected. I think he was Mm shell-shocked being, you know, in this experience. But by the way, I think it's exactly what Fox expected. That's why, again, it was Brett Barron, not a Sean Hannity, not a buddy-buddy of Trump. They made him look like a dang fool on, on, on national, on a global stage. They did that very intentionally. And Brett, question for you. Brett Bear conducting this interview and Trump saying, but Brett, but Brett, but Brett. Do you take kind of like some pride in that? Like almost like you're actually conducting the interview and Trump is like great, saying, great, Brett, great, Brett, great, stop great. being mean to me, Brett. Great Thanks, question. Yeah. No. Great question. <laughs> no, however, I have been uh, confused a little bit when Ben does his Jack Smith impression and he says, Brett, Brett, Brett. I, I, I am getting a little confused if he's speaking to me or not, because I've noticed Ben's Jack Smith impression isn't exactly much different than him just using his own voice. <laughs> uh, you know, so it, so it, it gets... Kindred spirits, me and Jack. Wow, <laughs> I like that. I, my Jack Smith impression is how I envision myself. <laughs> Oh, Oh, man. Okay. So now this is Brett Bear, not Brett Micellis. Brett Bear calling out Trump for hiring the quote, best people who he now hates. Let's play this clip, Brett Micellis. This is brutal. In 2016, you said that. I'm going to surround myself with only the best and most serious people. Well, I did do that. This and we time, had tremendous look. We had the best economy we've ever had. This the world time has ever seen. Your vice president, Mike Pence, is running against you. Yeah. Your ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley, she's running against you. Your former secretary of state, Mike Pompeo, said he's not supporting you. You mentioned National Security Advisor John Bolton. He's not supporting you either. You mentioned Attorney General Bill Barr uh, says you shouldn't be president again. Uh, calls you the consummate narcissist and troubled man. You recently called and uh, Barr a, a gutless pig. Uh, you're second defense secretary is not supporting you, called you irresponsible. This week, you and your White House called your White House chief of staff, John Kelly, weak and ineffective and born with a very small brain. You called your acting White House chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney, a born loser. You called your first secretary of state, Rex Tillerson, dumb as a rock. And your first defense secretary, James Mattis, the world's most overrated general. You called your White House press secretary, Kayla Kennedy, milquetoast. And multiple times, you've referred to your transportation secretary, Elaine Chao, as Mitch McConnell's China loving wife. So why did you hire all of them in the first place? Because I hired 10 to 1 that were fantastic. We had a great economy. We had phenomenal people in charge of the economy. We had phenomenal people in the military. I'm not a fan of Millie, and I'm not a fan of certain of the television people. But I knocked out ISIS. I defeated ISIS. They said, Mattis, it would take three years, and I don't think we can do it. I did it in a period of, like, four weeks. There's a lot of people not, who praise you for your policies. I just said true. that. That's true. Well, I mean, you just went through a list. But don't forget, for every one you say, I had 10 that love us. I feel like that clip right there needs the uh, the Friday clip that Francis always uses in, in his videos. Just, damn, <laughs> that was one of the most brutal takedowns right there. And it's a question that... For so long, honestly, I've wanted somebody to ask Donald Trump, and he really had no response. Ten to one, you hired well. Who? 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 Rudy? Who? Who's your good hire? I I want to hear his answer. That's what Brett Bear honestly should have asked. Okay, so who? Name me five people 
who you hired, who were high profile in your administration, who you think did a great job. And inevitably, by the way, one of those people, right, in like a few weeks from now is going to be on Fox talking crap about Trump, and then he'd have to reverse his entire opinion about them. And also, we're going to show you a whole series of clips of all a lot of these people who spoke out over the weekend and over the past 48 hours about Donald Trump. And one of the things I think that they were trying to accomplish was not just um, expose Donald Trump, but I think they were trying to send messages as well to special counsel Jack Smith and Judge Eileen Cannon that, hey, we used to work for him and we want to let you know, one, call us as witnesses against him. Uh, and also there may be other crimes you may want to talk to us uh, about. And hey, y'all need to do the right thing here. So some powerful clips we're going to show in a bit, but I got to show you this one still sticking with this interview. This is Donald Trump talking about his call. It just, he makes this whole fake conversation up in his mind, but he does it in the way that if you ask like a first grader and like the first a question and the first grader was just lying about like a story, like, like, well, what did you say to your friend Vlad? And he's like, well, I told him, <laughs> I told Vlad that you should not be bad man. I told him, do not be a bad man, Vlad. And what did Vlad say? And, and what did Vlad say to you, Donnie? Oh, Vlad said, you scare me, Don. You scare me, Don. Like, it's at a level that is like, <laughs> I mean, the, it's, the, the guy's a freaking maniac. Like, the guy oh. is a deranged maniac where if you had a like, serious if you had a family member friend co-worker co who anybody who behaved like this you would be like involuntary psychiatric hold like 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 immediately call up mm -hmm. someone to and, and and put them into an involuntary 5150 psychological hold but the modern day MAGA republican party they're like you know what let's give this guy the military codes again let's 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 let him run it again show this clip of donald trump about his call with vladimir putin play look i talked to him i said if you do it there's going to be hell to pay it's going to be a catastrophe don't do it he said, no, 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 you won't do that. I told him I was going to do something. He said, no, 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 you will not do that. I said, I will, Vladimir, I will do it. I'm going to do it. You're and you know what? He didn't believe me. Whatever. Whatever. It was pretty bad. And he didn't believe me at all, except for maybe 10%. And 10% is all you needed. <laughs> Could you... Like you're right. It's like it is literally like a toddler uh, telling a story about something that never happened or making up something like they're put on the spot for a book report or something. I, I couldn't agree more. And then finally, let's just cap it off with Britt Hume, uh, his summary of the interview that you just watched. This is Britt Hume to Brett Bear, not Brett Micellis, talking about the interview that you all watched. And as Brett, you said, kicking someone when he's down, but good. Play the clip. One is that his answers on the matters of the law seem to me to verge on incoherent. Um, he seemed to be saying that the documents were really his and that he didn't give them back when he was requested to do so and when they were subpoenaed because, you know, he wasn't ready to because he hadn't sorted them and separated the classified information or whatever from his golf shirts or whatever he was saying. It was not altogether clear what he was saying, but he seemed to believe that the documents were his, that he had declassified them, evidence to the contrary, and, and, and therefore he, you know, he, he could do whatever he wanted with them, which I don't think is going to hold up in courts. 
secondly, when you asked him what his pitch was to the kind of suburban female voter that he had lost in 2020, his answer was to talk about how he didn't lose the 2020 election. I don't think that's an appealing uh, message for the future, and, I, and I'm sure his legal and political advisors were wincing all the way through his answers on both those points. And for our audio listeners that did not watch that video, that interview conducted again with Brett Baer following the Trump interview was on Fox, was on Fox News. This was this was such a clear and deliberate setup by Fox to to really stick it to Trump, in my personal opinion. And it's so predictable, right? You know, like, you know, any second, if he hasn't done it yet, you know, Trump is going to be taking to his social media platform to be saying whatever he wants to say about Fox or whatever he's going to say about uh, Brit Hume or Brett Bear. Like, like he can't even control himself. And Hugo Lowell from The Guardian also uh, reported that Trump was in a quote, he was in a mood when the interview was taped, which I, but when is he not in a mood? Let, not let's, even me. Let, let, <laughs> let, let's, let's, let's be honest here. Yeah. So, okay. So we got so much more to show you here on the Midas Touch podcast and so many clips of former Trump advisors and aides from the very top yep. of the Trump administration who are now taking it upon themselves to go on channels like Fox News, like CNN, to just continue to kick Donald Trump while he is down, continue to turn against Trump, and in our opinion here at the Midas Touch podcast, also make a very important signal to prosecutors, to the judge in the case. This has been an interesting development to watch over the past few days, past few weeks, and I think this is only going to pick up. You're not going to want to miss this more here mm -hmm. on the Midas Touch podcast right when we get back. Do not go anywhere. I know a lot of you watching are entrepreneurs. You run your own business. Heck, I run my own business too. So I know how hard it is to manage your numbers, manage the trends in the market, and budget well, everything. But not every business is in the dark because of our sponsor today, NetSuite. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control you need to make better decisions faster. And for the first time in NetSuite's 25 years as the number one cloud financial system, you can defer payment of a full NetSuite implementation for six months. There's no payment and no interest for six months. And you can take advantage of this special financing offer today. NetSuite is the number one business because they give your business everything you need in real time, all in one place to reduce manual processes, boost efficiency, build forecasts, and increase productivity across every department. It's so incredible to have the power of having all the information in one place to make better decisions and the unprecedented offer NetSuite is providing to make that possible. More than 36,000 companies have already upgraded to NetSuite, gaining visibility and control over their financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more. If you've been sizing NetSuite up to make the switch, then you know this deal is unprecedented. No interest, no payments. Take advantage of this special financing offer at netsuite.com slash Midas. That's netsuite.com slash Midas to get the visibility and control you need to weather any storm. netsuite.com slash Midas. This is sponsored by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com 
Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in discreet packaging. Does it work? Don't think you need it? Try it free for a month and see. You're going to love it. You could be missing out on the best lovemaking of your life. With Blue Chew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman. Why? Because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code MIDAS at checkout. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code MIDAS to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this. Wow, Jordy, I thought that Brett Bear interview left me speechless. Nope. But uh, hey, we love all our pro democracy, our pro democracy sponsors on this podcast. We love them all. If, you, if you're interested in any I, of the products that we're the offering, creative decision that you made there to go wear with the, the robe. robe. The robe yeah. with the reed, I think, really made that reed really special. And Jordy changed into the robe during the commercial break. So uh, He's wearing a robe right now. Ever. So yeah, for I, our audio listeners, I might stick uh, with it. You could be watching Jordy in a robe if you subscribe. You could be. And I, and I want to, uh, you know, we're about to play in, in a second. Former top Trump officials absolutely destroying Donald Trump on live TV, very deliberately going on channels like Fox, going on CBS, going on CNN to send a stark message to Donald Trump, to send a very clear message to the Department of Justice, to send a a very clear message, I think, to the judge, to send a clear message to the American people. I mean, these are the people who for so long have had to speak out. And I'm not going to pretend that I have respect for these people. You know, you know that meme, uh, like the, you, you finally, you agree with the worst person, you know, it's like the, the picture of the guy from the onion article. That's how I feel with all these clips. I'll, I'll find it and I'll, I'll throw it up in a bit. You know what but, you're talking about, B. But, but, but before we get into these clips, I want to make sure that everybody watching our YouTube channel right now is subscribed to the Midas Touch podcast on audio, anywhere you find podcasts podcasts. Make sure you go search the Midas Touch podcast. There's also a link in the description. Make sure you get new episodes every single day in your podcast feed. Ben, what do we know right now? I, I checked during the ad break. The Midas Touch podcast right now on YouTube. In the first segment, we were the number one news uh, video live stream on all of YouTube. And before we took that ad break, at least, we were the number one live stream of all of YouTube in all of the world. Let's go. In any, in any category. And it's thanks to the Midas Mighty community yep. out there. So I, I just, before getting into the segment, I mean, thank you. I mean, we were doing this when there was, you know, 50 people, 100 people, 200 people uh, in the chat. And 
Most of those crew is still with us today. So thank you for being there uh, with us from day one to all the OGs out there. For everyone just joining this pro-democracy community, welcome. For those who have joined recently, thank you so much for your support. There it is, proof. Proof that this is actually the number one live stream of all of YouTube in all categories right now. And also, if you're seeing on YouTube the emojis and um, you want to get involved in the emoji stuff, just <laughs> shows you that I'm dating myself. Also, here you you press the dollar sign on on the YouTube the YouTube chat, and then you can get a membership that allows you to get a Midas Touch badge and do the emojis. And also, if you're already a member of the YouTube channel, it's different than Patreon. If you're already a member of the YouTube channel, you can then buy memberships for other people. And then if you want to receive a membership, you can click the dollar sign as well. And I think it says that you want to participate in the memberships. And all of that helps grow this independent media platforms and pays for the research and the editing and all of that. We don't have outside investors. So that's one of the ways we fund this operation. All right. Back, in, ben, back in Ben's day, they called emojis hieroglyphics. So <laughs> <laughs> Cold-blooded, right. Cold-blooded. It's rough. All right. Speaking <laughs> of cold-blooded, this is Pence's former chief of staff, Mark Short, ripping Donald Trump for his pardons on one of the weekend shows. Play the clip. And when it comes to pardons, you know, candidly, one of the most unseemly parts of the end of our administration was the pardons that Donald Trump gave to cocaine traffickers, to family members, to people guilty of violent crimes. And so I think we have to have a real conversation. What would people actually do with the power of a pardon? There's a couple people on that stage that have been governors to understand it. But I think if you look actually at even Donald Trump's record when it came to pardons, it was indefensible of people getting $750,000 to lobbyists to try to gain a pardon. It's, it's a meritorious question for all of us of how you'd handle the pardon and the power of it. Yeah. What's so good about that clip is there, former Vice President Chief of Staff Mark Short is basically sending a message to the DOJ and Jack Smith like, hey, hey, hey. I hear you may be involved in other investigations. How about, <laughs> can we focus on the pardons? Put me in, coach. Coach, put me in. I'm ready to talk about. It. That's what he was. That's what he was doing there, Brett and Jordy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, it couldn't. It couldn't be clearer. Hey, it, pardons and what was that about seven hundred fifty thousand dollars? And uh, we're talking and, about we're talking about cocaine dealers. Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> are you are you hearing me? Hello. You might as well be. Hello. <laughs> we're talking about cocaine dealers, oh, everybody. All right. Um, let's play this next clip. This is Bill Barr who's just been a thorn in Trump's side right now after Bill Barr did everything to cover up Donald Trump's crimes. Um, and Donald Trump turned on Bill Barr immediately, called Bill Barr a gutless pig and a coward. And Bill Barr's just out there every day right now just showing how ridiculous Trump's legal theory is. Brett, to your point, it's like, I don't have respect for Bill Barr, but when he's saying the truth like this, it certainly reinforces when even you've lost Bill Barr and, and what is the MAGA Republican Party? Play this clip. Do you believe he lied to the Justice Department? Do I personally believe it? Yes, I do. And do you believe that that he, he continues to claim that he has all these privileges and rights under the Presidential Records Act. Is he mischaracterizing the act? It, 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 absolutely. 
the legal theory by which he gets to take battle plans and, and sensitive national security information as his personal papers is absurd. It's just as wacky as the legal doctrine they came up with for you know having the vice president unilaterally determine who won the election. The whole purpose of the statute, the Presidential Records Act, is was to stop presidents from taking official documents out of the White House. It was passed after Watergate. That's the whole purpose of it. And therefore, it restricted what a president can take. It says it's purely private that had nothing to do with uh, the uh, deliberations of government policy. Obviously, these documents are not purely private. It's, it's obvious. And they're not even now arguing that it's purely private. What they're saying is the president just has sweeping discretion to say they are, even though they squarely don't fall within the definition. It's an absurd argument. I just like when they ask him, like, so do you believe he lied? He goes, personally, yeah. 100%. Um, he goes, so what do you think about his theory? The, 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 the theory is completely and utterly absurd. Donald Trump can't steal classified records and nuclear codes and then just claim that they're personal records. But notice what he did there as well, which is, again, very intentional. He then says it's just as wacky as Donald Trump's January 6th theory. So the signal there, it's very intentionally done. Hmm. The message there to special counsel Jack Smith and to others who are watching is, I don't have his back on the January 6th criminal investigation anymore. Because notice, in the past, Bill Barr did when it came to January 6th. But Bill Barr is basically saying, okay, I'm not just going against you in the document case because that's just where Bill Barr's position was before. He on his own brought up January 6th and the Fox, though the interviewer didn't follow up there rather um, and should have followed up in, in, in that interview. But that's what Bill Barr was saying. It's a great observation. A ask me about Ask me future questions on the January 6th insurrection and I'll basically also say Donald Trump committed crimes, which he didn't. And by the way, so the response that was on Face the Nation, um, the response by people who are part of this MAGA Republican cult still, and we're going to compare in a little bit these interviews with who remains in the Republican Party. And, and you'll just see like, okay, they're basically the party of Paul Gosar and James Comer and Jim Jordan now. But here's Mark Levin. This is my Mark Levin impression. Mark Levin is the angriest, most ignorant man in the world. Like one of them. Like well, he's up there, right? Like he literally talks like this. Like I mean, the impression everything is he really... says is angry. And here, Mark Levin, one of Donald Trump's biggest right-wing propagandists, responds to Bill Barr. Bill Barr. This is where the MAGA Republicans are. He goes, a very angry and ignorant man. Do we have the post? This is what Mark Levin posted. Like this, literally describing himself. Like if you took away the image below and just had Mark Levin's face and then it said a very <laughs> angry and ignorant man, it would be like this perfect tombstone one day. Yeah, it would be like, <laughs> like he's Mark like Levin, he signed the note. Like, like, like he signed the note. <laughs> he's signing like, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> him up like a photo of him. Like you just need an arrow yeah, pointing you just, to you his need face. A, you you need a dash. <laughs> it basically does it. All right. This is Trump's former national security advisor. Like he's like his top people. <laughs> like 10 to 1. 10 to like 1, Ben. 10 to 1. Like 10 random to one. people. <laughs> like 10 to 1, I hire top. the best.
What's that? This even is mean? top people. This is former Trump national security advisor John Bolton. Play this clip. The New York Times has been reporting that former President Trump was obsessed with these classified documents, and aides described him as described these documents as his beautiful mind materials. Is that consistent with what you saw when you were his national security advisor? And was there any one particular document that stuck out to you that he, he was obsessed with? Well, I think he, he was kind of a, uh, a collector of things that uh, he thought were of interest to him for some reason or another. Uh, clippings, uh, mementos, uh, classified documents. Uh, and it was very disturbing. We could see in the course of meetings with him, intelligence briefings, decision meetings, that sometimes he liked to retain things. And uh, it became the practice just to make sure that we got them back in as many cases as we could. Uh, obviously, we failed in many cases, but it was a, it was a pattern that was uh, evident to me from sort of my earliest Did he days. ever ask you to hold on to a document that concerned you? Well, there were some that uh, we did get back. Others, uh, the most the most famous that uh, to me demonstrates why I, I don't need to read the indictment or believe it's. Uh, allegations are true, although I'm pretty confident they are, was the famous tweet that he uh, did after getting an overhead picture of a failed Iranian missile launch, which uh, he was shown during an intelligence briefing, didn't give back. And it was tweeted uh, before the uh, intelligence officials got back to their offices. There's utterly no excuse for that. There's no conceivable reason for that, except it made him feel good to be able to do it. That, that's one example, but it's typical of the mindset, in my view. Do you realize that John Bolton is describing a literal baby right there? <laughs> like, like the description, we would give him a document and he wouldn't give it back. He would just take it and go, mine, my beautiful mind document. Beautiful mind document. They would call him beautiful, beautiful mind, mind document. They were calling Trump crazy. Like you didn't realize that's what they were saying. Like the, the people closest to Trump were calling the documents that he hoarded beautiful mind documents, as in the movie A Beautiful Mind. They were saying that Donald Trump was nuts. Like that's like what that's what they were saying about him. It's absolutely and for those listening, uh he was John Bolton was on Jen Psaki's MSNBC show. <laughs> That's so I, funny. I just want to. I just want to make sure that that is clear. He was on Jen Psaki, former Biden White House press secretary. Jen Psaki's <laughs> MSNBC show. Like, could you have ever imagined? Oh my! God. Here's well, the thing, though, because we're facing an existential threat to our democracy. Like, let's you know, we're having good fun on this show as we often do, but let's be clear. In this pro-democracy coalition, we need to save our constitution. Mm -hmm. We need to preserve, protect our democracy. So if John Bolton wants to go on MSNBC and expose Donald Trump, I am all for it. And I welcome in our pro-democracy community, obviously there's liberals and progressives and independents and people not affiliated with political parties but i welcome real conservatives like people not this maga republican crap that's not real conservatism that's just like fascist idiocracy crap right there i'm talking about people we could have disagreements on issues let's try to solve problems together but none of this MAGA fascist idiocracy wearing AR-15 pin George Santos, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert trotting around, Jim Jordan sleeve rolled up, James Comer fake whistleblower, Matt Gates stupidity crap, okay? 
That is not conservatism. That's just crazy idiocracy and should have no place in our democracy. Let me show you this next clip. This is Trump's former Secretary of Defense. <laughs> who who do we have left? Like who's who's, who's, who's yeah, Chris Christie? But you know, but because Chris Christie's been pretty. Funny I, I, I mean, in the I mean, in the administration, like who has not come out on TV? Ten to, to one, Brett. Ten to one. Ten to one. Ten to You're one. Right, Ten to one. Ten to one. Here is my, my former Secretary of Defense Mark Esper on Jake Tapper Sunday. Play this clip. Do you think his actions put America's national security at risk? Well, the revelations are very troubling, disturbing, and, and yes, I do. If the allegations are true that it contained information about our nation's security, about uh, our vulnerabilities, about other items, it, it, it could be quite harmful to the nation. And look, uh, no one is above the law. And so I think this process needs to play out and, uh, uh, and people held to account, the president held to account. And finally, let's play this clip of Chris Christie. By the way, I'm not going to say that we invented petulant child and and but we certainly have been calling trump Petch. there was a whole article like giving chris christie credit for the petulant child line in this clip and i just want to say that we've been using petulant child for a very 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 long time play this clip now look either donald trump if you believe what he said when they left that means he didn't pick the very best people and doesn't know how to pick personnel if you believe what about them, what he said at the beginning, the great stuff, then this guy is the worst manager in the history of the American presidency. Either way, Republicans should listen to what he says. He's a petulant child when someone disagrees with him. And whether it's Bill Barr or John Kelly or General Mattis, whether it is Mick Mulvaney or whether it's, excuse me, General Milley, um, if you disagree with Donald Trump, the petulant child comes out and he calls you names like the ones you just mentioned and the ones I mentioned. Let's compare all of that now. So, I mean, he's on point. What he's saying is true. Have you ever seen anything like this? Like, I don't think we've ever seen anything like this in American history where you have so many people from a, a former president's cabinet, former president's top advisors coming out to so forcefully come out against him on TV, especially this soon after uh, an election. And it's truly an incredible thing that any single one of these clips, any single one of these statements back in the day would have led the news cycle for like weeks. It would have been like the biggest bombshell. And now it's just every day, everybody coming out of the woodwork to shut down Donald Trump. And you got to wonder, like, who is left in this Republican party. It seems like everybody who has some semblance of a spine whatsoever, even if it's a very fragile spine, has rejected this Trumpism, has rejected the MAGA cult. So who do we have left? We have people like the folks Ben mentioned before. We have people like Paul Gosar, Marjorie Taylor Greene, we have Lauren Boebert, the people who frankly could never be hired for any normal job in society who are utterly unemployable by any single standard are now the standard bearers of the Republican Party. And Paul Gosar is one of the sickest of all of these MAGA Republicans. And I honestly... I mean that in every way imaginable, but this guy is, is truly mm. a deranged guy. Paul Gosar is a guy who literally attends Nazi conventions. 
literally goes to Nazi events, speaks with Nazis, speaks with white nationalists all the time, speaks openly about wanting to basically overthrow the government, wanting to shoot immigrants. He is the most anti-American, one of the most hateful people on the planet, and even his own family has disowned him. So what did Paul Gosar say recently? Let's play the clip. We'll we'll talk about it after. I I like the fact that you said it was an opportunity. Because I want to go back to those those, uh, videotapes. A picture's worth a thousand words, is it? Correct. Yes. They're all going to come after us regardless. Yes, sir. So it seems to me like we ought to be making this big push and and maybe turn the tide. And for example, how about a bounty? Make everybody deputies. And look look in those those tapes as to people that are undercover. Antifa. The pipe bomber. Absolutely. I mean, uh, what do you even say to that? What do you even say to that? What he said there was absolutely a horrifying, horrifying statement. Like just to clarify what he said, he said he wants to make everybody deputies and offer them a bounty for every quote, undercover law enforcement and Antifa that they could identify in January 6th foot. Like it's it's the fascist Furby talk, Ben, that, that really gets me. And here's the thing. The one thing that MAGA Republicans said they wanted to do to screw over the Capitol Police, they said they were going to publish all of the surveillance footage from January 6th, right? Even though that would be very, very, very dangerous. And then they realized, whoa, wait a minute. If we actually publish the surveillance footage, then people are going to be able to, to help the DOJ by crowdsourcing who all the right wing extremists were who were there that they haven't found yet. So they're like, okay, so we just got to give snippets to Tucker and that guy, John Solomon, the exact tactic of like authoritarian propaganda that you see in Russia where they edit stuff and show stuff. And, you know, and then like, look, here's a person walking down a hallway. Oh, look. And then you take it to another level where Gosar is like, so we should make everybody deputies to look through the footage. And they don't even understand their own existing lies that they're the ones now not releasing the footage that they claim they were going to release because people were like, great, we'll crowdsource and find other insurrectionists. Release it all. We'll, we'll, we'll do the work. Like, oh, shit, we can't do that. So he, <laughs> he loses his own plot right there. And speaking about losing their own plot or just inventing a plot that never existed, here is James Comer on his continued tour of humiliation, which these MAGA Republicans simply don't care about, where Comer just each week lies about a new Biden fake scandal that he creates. A whistleblower said this, and this is what happened here, and and this FD-1023 form, there's a Russian oligarch. Where the modern-day MAGA Republican Party is, is trying to figure out now how they can protect a Russian oligarch who previously tried to launder disinformation through Rudy Giuliani to undermine our democracy. The modern day MAGA Republican Party is pro-Russian oligarch. Mm -hmm. And they go out and and you'll see in this clip, James Comer's like, unfortunately, we can't speak with right now this Russian oligarch. 
What do you mean, unfortunately? He's the he's the freaking enemy. What are you talking about? He's Putin's he's Putin's buddy. What what are you even referring to? The Russian oligarch who wants to destroy our democracy. Maybe that would be the first indicator of bias. <laughs> working for Putin, <laughs> don't you think? Working for Putin would be the first sign. That's of, what the kids call a red flag. Suspicious here for the MAGA Republicans. They're like. How could we protect him? Here, pl play this clip of Comer. With respect to the tapes, look, it mentioned in the FBI form that the oligarch had uh, 17 tapes of Biden, two with Joe Biden, accepting the bribe, that he used that as an insurance and, and this, policy. This oligarch the, the, is a high-ranking, was a high-ranking member uh, or owner of Burisma? Yes, that is exactly right. So have you, you had have the you tape had any that you just showed him? Unfortunately, nobody's had any contact with him for the last three years. You know, the, the MSNBC makes fun of me when I said that there are a lot of people that were involved in uh, the Biden shenanigans that, that are, are currently missing. But with, with respect to this oligarch, we think we know where he is. Uh, he just hasn't been seen in public in a long time. We're trying to find Kim Jong-un's friend. <laughs> Kim Jong-un's friend filed an FD-1023 form through an FBI informant that was viewed as false. Unfortunately, we'd, we'd love to have Kim Jong-un's buddy. Like that's basically just another variation of what James Comer is saying there. Unfortunately, we can't find the Russian oligarch. <laughs> what do you mean unfortunately? The guy's trying to destroy our democracy, freaking idiot. At least they're finally admitting that the information is from a Russian oligarch, though. Like they were kind Remember of. Remember, we've been talking about that six weeks ago, but like, yeah, when they were acting like this was like a real whistleblower. Yeah. You go back to our podcast six weeks ago, seven weeks ago. Day we, one. We, we were saying it's a Russian oligarch, everybody. It's a Russian oligarch. They, they're now at the point where it takes eight weeks for them to admit there are no tapes. The source is a Russian oligarch. And they have no clue where the where the Russian oligarch is, but they want to protect him. It's part is <laughs> the stupidest political. It is the dumbest and deranged political party. The movie idiocracy makes this MAGA Republican conflict <laughs> work. But, uh, truthfully, I mean, e like we said in the last episode, everything these Republicans say is a lie. Like I cannot even remember the past time they tell they've told the truth, and the lies that they tell are so obvious and so large that it just seems so ridiculous, but that's all by design, right? The, the bigger the lie, the famous Voltaire quote, if you can make people believe absurdities, you could have them commit atrocities, mm. um, paraphrasing uh, there from memory. But um, that's the gist of the Republican Party. And, you know, not not to spend a whole load of time on it, but it was like, uh, you know, over the weekend when they held LA uh, Pride Night at the Dodgers game and like all the Republicans rushed to say, it was completely empty. Everybody boycotted it. Well done, uh, conservatives, conservatives. Well, well done, conservatives. We really, really, really did it. The stadium, was, no one showed up. No one showed up to the game. And like all you had to do was turn on the TV to see tens of thousands of fans at this Dodgers game. Not only did people show up to the game, but they actually had more people show up to this game than show up to the normal games. The game was actually sold out and they had an attendance of 49,074 people compared to the like <laughs> Wait, don't you think they like, say like is most lie don't you think like most americans though are looking at that and they're just wondering like wait 
okay, what's the new one? Okay, wait, wait. We're boycotting the Dodgers now. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, the Republicans what, 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 got. What are we winning? What are we winning here? Okay, we okay, we were doing Bud Light, and now <laughs> and then Target, and then somehow Mr. Potato had air. Are we still doing air? Are we still doing gas stoves? Are we? Are we on what, to air? And what about the M M&M? and M? Does anyone know the M and M? M and M. Are, are we okay with the purple M and M? Or is the purple uh, the Little Mermaid? How do we feel about we don't like the Little Mermaid right now? Got, pro got or it. against the Super Mario movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mario. Are we pro? Strictly pro depends on how well it does the box office. Then we'll form. I mean, opinion. this is what this is like. Imagine going through those issues while the Democrats are talking about jobs yep. and healthcare and Social Security and seniors. And 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 lowering prescription drug prices. And and the, I mean, the, but the the problem is, is lying and telling those big lies is easy, right? It's easy to make something up that sounds provocative and get that message across. But sometimes explaining the nuances of a situation, delving into facts, delving into statistics could be much more complicated. But the truth is, there are ways to present information factual information that is not complicated, but there are truly very few people out there in the Democratic Party who are able to actually combat this disinformation head on. And somebody who we've seen recently who is truly, truly incredible at pushing back on the lies and pushing back at this constant gaslighting, this post-truth narrative that we see from the Republicans is California Governor Gavin Newsom, who went on Hannity's show on Fox, which to most people I would recommend do not go on there, right? You would say, just a bad idea. Like, why Why give the guy any legitimacy? You know he's just going to speak over you. But there are few people who actually have the skill to go on these shows. I would say Pete Buttigieg is, is another person like that, and who's actually able to combat the disinformation head on. Gavin Newsom confronted Sean Hannity on his own show, made Sean Hannity look like an utter fool just by spouting facts. And in this clip we'll show you, it's where Hannity is trying to act like California has like the worst economy, while California is one of the top economies in the entire world. Hannity starts saying how much he loves, you know, look, look at the brilliant economies of, uh, what do you say, Missouri, uh, Alabama. You know, he, he starts uh, spouting off- in Mississippi. Mississippi. He starts spouting off all these, all these red states. And Gavin Newsom clapped back with just a clear assessment of the facts. And I don't think Hannity also knew what he was going to get with this interview, but it certainly did not go the way he expected. Here's this clip of Gavin Newsom on Hannity, which is excellent. This is the honest way to be the That's fourth largest economy in the world. What are you arguing for? Mississippi's economic policy? Is that, I mean, literally, that's if what you're, you're asking, asking me. For. If I wanted the great if I wanted the Kansas ha- policy, I mean, it was a debacle. No economic is, growth. 71% of the GDP in America are in blue counties. I would say 71% of the GDP in America are blue counties. Progressive policies. Okay, that are paying high taxes. And 71% of the country's wealth. Seven of the top 10 dependent states. Let's say you're right. Let's say you. No, we're subsidizing your states, Sean. Because of your policies. I'm in New York. You're not subsidizing anything for me. But your philosophy. I'm getting the hell out of New York, though. Mississippi, Alabama, I'm all for it over New York. Or California. Right. Yeah. 
I, mean, I love Mississippi. But what you say, governor I'm, me I'm sure. Look, it's not personal. No, none of it. It's what? such a funny. Hannity's like I Hannity. Are you going to say the same thing? Like when 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 Hannity is at the end, like you're you're not subsidizing my state. I live in New York, <laughs> and then and then he realizes he had to like remember his plot. To wait a minute, I I'm supposed to hate the state that I live in, I'm, but I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm. Yeah. I'm I'm moving to Alabama. I'm, like, I'm sure his bags are packed and he's already on his way. You realize that you could have done that. Uh, yeah, you, you, you could do that whenever you want to do that. Like literally the company that you work for is based in New York. Fox You've could be headquartered anywhere. They made a deliberate choice to be headquartered in New York. And most of those hosts on Fox who talk so much smack about blue cities and liberal hellholes, they all live in luxurious apartments or condos in New York City. They've made it their home. They don't, you don't have to live there. You could live anywhere you want, right? They've chosen to live in New York, in the liberal hellhole, because they are liars. They are all actors playing a part, acting like they are holding the elites accountable, holding the liars accountable when they are the elites and they are the liars from their mm -hmm. high-rise condos. We have their text messages, right? In the Dominion lawsuit, we got their messages. In their messages, they like, like yeah, yeah, our viewers are idiots. Like they spend more time mocking their viewers than anybody else, and and their viewers, you know, just whatever. Keep all good. No, that's deep. that's the deep state. What what are, what are we mad at today? Oh, Doctor Seuss. Okay, okay, Doctor Seuss. Everybody, we're we're, we're mad at Doctor Seuss. What are we mad at? The number six. Okay, number seven. Like like like, where is this going? Like, where does it go next? with this utter, utter absurdity. One legal uh, piece of legal news from today that I just want to discuss, and then Brett, I want to turn it over to you to talk about some Biden wins, though, is that uh, Jack Smith, end of last week, filed a motion for a protective order on discovery material in the Trump criminal federal case. It was granted by Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhart. Judge Eileen Cannon actually made the correct ruling. Her first ruling was the correct one referring this to Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt um, to rule on, who granted this protective order. Um, the motion had been filed without objection from Trump and Nauta's lawyers. The order requires Trump and Nauta only have access to discovery materials, quote, under the direct supervision of counsel or counsel staff, and it restricts their disclosure of evidence to the public and to the press. Violations of that order could result in contempt of court or civil or criminal sanctions. And that's one of a number of pretrial rulings that Judge Magistrate Reinhardt will be responsible for. But Brett, I want you to tell us about some President Biden wins, got a big endorsement, endorsements from some labor unions. And it's definitely worth discussing because of the Infrastructure Act, this oh, no, manufacturing no. boom we're seeing materialize. 
Yeah, I know it's it's really interesting to see, and it's just such a stark contrast. Like, and and you know, it's one of the reasons we structured this episode like this. Also, you've seen the Republican corruption, you've seen their lies, you've seen their utter incompetence, you've seen their culture war distractions, and now you're getting a chance to see what actual good governance looks like. And I think that's important to see actual competence um, in our country. That there are still people who know what getting into government is all about is all about and are there for the correct reason and even before we get into Biden I just want to quickly give a huge shout out also Jordy to yes. your governor in Pennsylvania governor Josh Shapiro because uh last week I'm sure a lot of people saw the news about this bridge collapse there was a, a fiery crash a gasoline tanker truck truck caused the collapse of a, a section of the I-95 in Philadelphia. And this is like a, a very important uh, bridge that uh, you Mad, know, a lot of through traffic happens. Absolutely massive. And all the predictions were going to be that it was going to be months and months and months before this reopened uh, back up. And but what did you know? What did Governor Josh Shapiro do? What did President Biden do? What did Pete Buttigieg do? Did they try to distract people with culture war nonsense? No, they got right into action and they went to figure out how they were going to solve this problem. And Governor Josh Shapiro came out the other day with President Biden, and he announced that this bridge was going to be back up and running for traffic within the next two weeks. Within the next two weeks. I mean, can you imagine if this- Unbelievable. Riano, the guy he was running against, if it was there, this bridge would have taken months, like if it ever got fixed whatsoever. And here you have an example of a horrific problem that happened in the state, and as we say on the show often, you want the right people in the position of power to be able mm-hmm. to react to things that happen. And we're lucky that Josh Shapiro was there, that Joe Biden was there. And President Biden said that the federal government's going to reimburse the state for the first phase of the reconstruction. They're going to contribute 90% of the cost after. I mean, that bridge reopening to traffic in two weeks is absolutely incredible. And one of the things they're doing also that's super brilliant is they set up all these live stream cameras and people could actually watch the progress uh, being made on the bridge. They could go online. There's a link. The transparency is incredible. And and it's become like its own viral sensation. Like people are making memes. Like what are you doing on the Saturday night watching the I ninety five? Like it's become its own kind of meme, also, <laughs> which I think is super cool and, and, and super funny. So I just wanted to give a huge shout out, Jordy, um, yes. to you to, to your governor, because like something like uh, over one hundred sixty thousand vehicles a day would normally pass um, that overpass. And so just to show you, you know, how important that is. But President Biden, you know, infrastructure is the name of the game. Labor is the name of the game. And I should mention Josh Shapiro also, of course, using uh, union labor to rebuild that bridge, um, which is super important. And it's no surprise, um, knowing what we know about this administration and President Biden's focuses, that President Biden has secured top labor endorsements. The nation's top labor, labor organization, the AFL-CIO, endorsed President Biden's re-election campaign on Friday. That's a absolutely huge win for President Biden. And it's the earliest the AFL-CIO has ever voted to endorse a president in a presidential election, the earliest they've ever done it. So, you know, I think they're making a point also by coming out this early. Usually like they wait till the actual year of the election before even figuring out who they're going to endorse. Here, they stuck their flag in the ground and they said, we are 
with Joe and, and the leadership of the AFL-CIO and of all these unions have said such positive things. And after they announced, more than a dozen unions also joined the AFL-CIO to announce their endorsements for Biden. Um, it's a huge victory. And I think it's because Biden is always speaking about labor. Biden always discusses the importance of labor unions and union workers in America. And I think that is a, a really important sign of priorities of each of the party. There was also a, another huge union, the Laborers International Union of North America. Um, they had endorsed uh, Biden earlier this month, and they cited the infrastructure law as one of the big reasons for why yes. um, they decided to endorse Biden. And we, we, we posted their video to on our, our social media uh, channels as, as well. Um, they did like a whole announcement video. Like it, it's a really big deal. And Biden in one of his first major uh, speeches uh, as a candidate running for president, he spoke at the AFL-CIO in front in Philadelphia, I believe. And it was in front of a, a massive crowd with thousands of people, um, all union members. Um, and, you know, I just reflect on Go, uh, on like DeSantis, like what was DeSantis's first move um, when he announced the presidency and wanted to speak to people? The first thing he did was he held a private event with Wall Street, with Wall Street bankers. And then the next, his big public announcement was with venture capitalists and Elon Musk on a failed Twitter spaces. Uh, like look to what like these candidates do to show you who they are. I think it is absolutely incredibly revealing. I want to get to also just briefly hit on the manufacturing boom that we are seeing in the country. And Axios actually did like a, a phenomenal report on it, which I encourage everybody to read because I think it is the most single underlooked story of the Biden presidency. And it's something that's going to have a massive ripple effect for decades and decades to come. But first, I want to share this incredible moment that I saw over the weekend um, of Vice President Kamala Harris, because uh, VP Harris does not get nearly enough credit. She does not get nearly enough attention with the work that she does. And there was this incredibly beautiful moment that I want to share where VP Harris met a young girl at LAX airport here in, uh, in California, in Los Angeles. And the young girl told her uh, that it was her dream to become a secret service agent. And Kamala Harris got down with the young girl and empowered her to make the, her dream a reality in this incredibly beautiful moment. It's a little difficult to hear because of all the noise of the, the airplanes and, and everything going on, but I really wanted to share this with the Midas Mighty. I love that moment. Amazing. And, and you know, a, a lot of leadership to me is also like empathy, right? It's it's sure. being able to level with people, being able to hear people, um, speak to people's needs, you know, just that being a good leader, like the basics. And could you ever imagine like a vice president Pence doing something like that? Like, and I love how she said, you know, like, look at these secret service agents. Like, don't, don't you see yourself in them? Like, mm -hmm. I, I thought that was a really, really, really beautiful moment. Now let's get back to America's manufacturing 
hearing boom, this Axios report, which um, everybody needs to check out. Um, they're reporting the massive new investments taking place in the US. And they say that it's going to shape the entire landscape of the United States and infrastructure for years and years to come. And that the United States has also become the envy of the world when it comes to manufacturing. You have other countries right now being like, damn, we cannot keep up with the United States and their manufacturing and their infrastructure pro projects. And you look back to the 2010s, you look back to the Trump administration, even after him talking about infrastructure week constantly, you know, constantly infrastructure week, infrastructure week, it became a punchline. But now we actually have billions and billions and billions of dollars that are flooding into these massive projects to manufacture technology for the future and infrastructure for the future. All the things that President Biden's been speaking about with things like the chip back and the infrastructure mm -hmm. act, um, batteries, solar cells, semiconductors, like things that are really going to power and shape the future in the United States. And these come from Biden's uh, Biden's uh, legislation. These come from the infrastructure, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act. It comes from the infrastructure law. It comes from the Chips and Science Bill. It doesn't just happen in a vacuum. And you have all this demand, of course, when you have these projects. What else do you have? You have a lot of hiring. You have a lot of union, good paying, union, secure, good jobs. It's all related. And finally, after so long, president speaking about infrastructure, Biden is actually implementing these infrastructure projects. Here's a quote from uh, Joseph Quinlan, who's the head of CIO market strategy at uh, Maryland Bank of America private bank, said in a report, we believe the U.S. is in the early stages of a manufacturing super cycle. They're calling it a manufacturing super cycle. Quote, it's really gotten the attention of the world. When you talk to companies in South Korea, Japan, Europe, all they want to talk about is building out a presence in the U.S. And as of April, spending on manufacturing construction, that's new factories, is now tracking at a $189 billion annual rate, which is triple the average rate of the 2010s. We got a graphic here just to show you how stark of a difference that it is from the past. This is monumental honestly. And this is the kind of thing that we may not all feel right now as the projects are being built, although we will see it in terms of jobs and people working good paying jobs, good paying union jobs. But this is actually going to help set America apart from other nations in the future, help future-proof this country. And to me, easily one of the most underreported, if not the single most underreported story happening right now with this administration. And we have to be highlighting this good news. And by the way, as China's economy also has been slowing down and recent data suggests that they are going in the opposite direction of us. So for all of these talking points, right, about Biden strong, Biden this, I mean, Biden not, not being strong enough with China and all of these things, you know, when uh, Secretary, when Secretary Blinken, Secretary of State Blinken arrives in China, he's there in a position of strength um, in that recent trip, given, Brett, the success that we're having now in manufacturing. Um, this stuff needs to be talked about. I give Axios credit for reporting on it. Um, but this is stuff that we all need to be talking about and sharing this message. And, you know, as I mentioned, this show that we're watching, that you're watching, but I, we're, we're in this together, Midas Mighty community. 
you know, one of the things I love about the community is how you all are the best messengers of this as well. This is the number one show on all of YouTube in the entire world. And with that, though, comes the ability to help spread the message. The more this channel grows, the more we can help spread the truth and just spread the facts. All this stuff is verifiable. And we appreciate you for talking to the family members and friends and coworkers, colleagues and neighbors about the show, about the Midas Mighty community, about this pro-democracy community, continuing to grow this community and just spreading the word. So share these videos, make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. Again, I know Jordy will get mad at me if I don't mention it again. We've got the conviction <laughs> convict 45 pins that we're running out at store.midastouch.com. We got a bunch of other great gear as well at store.midastouch.com. As I mentioned, one of the ways to help support this channel is on the bottom of, and it's, it's a fun way to do it for the YouTube viewers, is there's that dollar sign at the bottom where you can get a membership to the YouTube channel, which is different than Patreon, which uh, allows you to access these great emojis of Jack Smith and the legal AF emoji and all of that. Um, and you get the Midas Touch badge. If you're already a member, you can buy other, you can gift memberships to other people. So we can try to have everybody, all 22 or 23,000 people who were here concurrently at some point. Uh, and then it ends up being several hundred thousand people end up watching this. Sometimes it's, it's around a million viewers of this. Um, everybody can uh, try to get a badge. That would be super cool. I might as touch badge and use all the emojis. That's that dollar sign at the bottom of YouTube. Also, this is separate, but if you want to become a member of our Patreon, on Patreon, we have first look access to our videos. We do a once a month live uh, Zoom where everybody can meet us. The last one we did a few weeks back, we spent about three hours on uh, Brett, Jordy, and I were there. We met with everybody who wanted to join. We answered everybody's question. And so that's one of the benefits of being on our Patreon. You just go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Midas Touch. There's also a feature where you can become an honorary producer. Oh. Touch podcast. Your name appears on our YouTube production uh, for as long as YouTube exists. Uh, go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch. You also get a poster commemorating your status as an honorary producer of our show. And, um, you know, organizations can become honorary producers. Individuals can become honorary producers. You can buy an honorary producer a gift for other people, put it in someone else's name. But we, as I said, we don't have outside investors. We do that on purpose. And one of the ways we are able to fund our various initiatives is through things like that dollar sign thing on YouTube. It's through patreon.com slash Midas touch. It's through our merch, 100% union made, 100% made in the United States, union strong. Jordy's wearing one of our shirts right there. Drag is not a crime. We got a bunch of other great Midas touch gear store.midastouch.com store.midastouch.com. And of course we have the no one, is above the law set that's super cool a high seller right there it makes a great gift 
Uh, Jordy's the one who designs our merch. Uh, again, 100% made in the U.S. and 100% union made. And then again, I just want to thank all the members of the Midas Mighty community out there. We're so grateful for your support. And none of this uh, is possible without you. We're so grateful for everything you do. And you're the reason that uh, gives us all the inspiration to do this. And we have fun and, and, and enjoy this, but also deliver the serious facts and the message about supporting our democracy. And together we can show that you can do that and be compassionate and do it with a sense of humor, um, with dignity, with humanity, uh, intelligence. These are the things that we need to be focused on together. So thank you everybody for watching. Thank you everybody for all the well wishes. Yeah, uh, Ben, that, everyone in the comments is like, Ben needs to get some rest. And so on behalf of the Midas Mighty, <laughs> I'm going to say also, why don't, you, why don't you get some rest? Some rest. Uh, you've you've you exerted yourself. A plus quite show a tonight. Bit. A plus, A plus. From a whole courtroom intro to, to yeah, the, excellent. To the oh, outro excellent. You, you, you remembered the whole alphabet. Very impressed. Like, Honestly. Spot, just re really good work. You know, there's also, there, there was, was a lot of breaks in between when he was doing the exhibits. That's I why so I was saying it was impressive. Yeah, you yeah, have to remember it. No, it's yeah. no joke. You know, we had a commenter also, uh, Green Thumb, who said, there's no way this is really live. So oh, it's just live. Gonna, just going to call you out because oh, we're, we're, we're live. This is live. Anything live, could so. happen. Anything. What's the name, Brett? Green Thumb? Green Thumb says. Oh, Now you got Ben fired up. <laughs> oh, wow. you Ben, ben wrote, wrote green, green on, a, on pad. a piece of paper. I like I like that Ben has a pad, though, with no other notes. Ben, ben, uh, <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? Look at the notes I did. Let's see. Uh, great. This is this is great audio pod chat. That, those are Ben's beautiful mind notes uh, to, to, to take it back Man, to the I beginning. Just know I was keeping track of the, the alphabet. Yeah, that's yeah. See, keep, that's why you were able to do it. You're a good note taker. <laughs> so Ben Ben had an alphabet cheat sheet. He had an alphabet cheat sheet. Everybody literally Less Ben's note says Less impressive. B comes after A. C. I, 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 I saw it, folks. All right, all right. We're having enough fun. Uh, thanks. Shout out to the Midas Mighty. Thank you so much for everything. Remember to go and subscribe to this on audio. Jordy, why don't you just go ahead and take it away for us, okay? Shout out to the Midas Mighty! The Midas Mighty standing strong Against the fascists we sing our song We will get it right whenever At Midas Touch, we are unapologetically pro-democracy and we demand justice and accountability. That's why we're spreading our message to Convict 45. That's right, gear up right now with your Convict 45 tees and pins at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com.